Welcome back to Axiom Youth Podcast. This lesson is a continuation of our Spell It Out series. Brother Jared Turner teaches this lesson, and it's called, Is This Real Life? He addresses the question on, is pornography wrong, and why is it wrong? Thank you for tuning in. That is all of the announcements. Um, we're going to start, uh, we're going to continue our Spell It Out series this morning, and we're going to talk about something that is uh, maybe controversial, not really controversial, but uh, it is something that is can be kind of difficult to talk about because it is so prevalent in our culture, but yet it's like a silent prevalence in our culture. So, and how many of you have one of these? How many of you have one of these? This has, how many know this has revolutionized the world? This has revolutionized the world. It has changed the way we interact, the way we talk, but it has vastly propelled an industry that is something that has to be addressed because it is such a big thing, an impact on so many lives. And that thing is pornography. Um, and I know you know what it is, and so I'm not going to go into any kind of gross detail, but inappropriate content. Inappropriate content or content that is adult, adult content can be accessed so readily. And one of the questions proposed to us, and it's not a bad question in our Spell It Out series, is why is it wrong? Because I mention, I mention it quite frequently when I'm just preaching that is wrong. But it's not a bad question to ask why. Because this thing is a screen right? You're just at home, wherever. And is it the same thing as committing some sort of sin? So the Bible, of course, Ten Commandments, we can kind of understand the dangers of sinful behavior, sinful activity, people you hang out with, going to parties, all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's pretty, hopefully you understand that that's wrong. But it is a good question. Is what happens on a cell phone real life is what happens on a screen real life. Is this real life? That, that's, how, that's how we're going to address that because what are the real world ramifications for what we look at on a screen? And Brother Isaacson said this is a short lesson, so I'm, I may not get through all of it and we may continue it on Wednesday. But I want to I want to address that with you, and and we're gonna it's, I'm the kind of the spur is pornography, but I'm we're gonna kind of envelop all inappropriate content. Does it matter what comes over across your phone? Does it matter what comes in your ears? Does it matter what comes in your eyeballs? Does it touch real life? Does it affect real life? Now let's see what the Bible says. But don't worry, I'm not going to just leave you with just the Bible. Because it can be self-referential sometimes. Well, it's wrong because it says it's wrong. 
It's wrong because God says it's wrong. Well, if you're struggling to believe in God, then you're going to have problems believing that it's wrong because God says it's wrong. So we're going to have to get to a place where we can um, defend God's word from sources outside of God's word. And now there is always going to be that step of faith. But when you can see that God's word can be backed up by science, it makes you kind of open up your heart and say, okay, maybe the Bible has something for me. Maybe it's not just for old people that like to thump the book and come to church and say amen, but maybe it's got something that I can build my life on. Because here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 28. Well, verse 27, he said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But then verse 28, you can just leave it up. He says, But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery, with her already in his heart. Now, a couple things to point out. He's talking about men and women in this regard because men, as Jesus knows, because he was the creator, are more uh, visually uh, drawn or attracted to women more than the other way around. But I think you could safely say that the opposite would also be true because we live in a society where uh, because of pornography that uh, young, young ladies are increasingly becoming addicted to it as well. So it, it would work both ways. So that's what Jesus says, right? That he connects what happens in real life. Now, adultery is having an affair with someone that you're not married to. So it would, it would, the, the broader context would also be fornication if you're not married. It's, it's not just talking to married people. But it's, it's, it's actually committing a sin. He's saying that the, the looking and the thinking are equal to the sin. Wow. Now, you could just say, well, that's just the Bible. That's just what these old people who wrote the Bible. And that's what God, if he exists, that's what he says. That's what he says. That's it. Uh, then, then, you know, that may not have any basis in reality. But what you have to confront is that's not what science says. Science actually agrees with Jesus. So the next slide, there's this thing called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons that are in your brain. It's how God created your brain. It's like Jesus knew what he was talking about because maybe he was the creator. It's like he knew, oh my word, you can believe the Bible again. Wow, amazing. That's what Brother Kilman likes to say. You can believe the Bible again. Because science backs up the fact that the thinking is connected to the doing. And that your brain does not know the difference. That according to your brain, it is as if it's actually happening if you are watching it. And here's a slide I found on the internet. Next slide. I did not create this slide. So the implications, I found this slide, of mirror neurons is that the response is similar. It's very much the same for performing the action, witnessing the action, or even hearing about the action. Your brain fires at the same place with the same amount of intensity no matter what. Performing, witnessing, or hearing. So no matter what you are putting in front of your face, it is connected to the action that you are watching on that screen and the music that you are listening to. The, you are connecting in a real neurological, scientific way to the lyrics that are pumping through your headphones. It is not just a lyric. It is not just a video. It is real life to you. 
It is real life. So the question, the short answer, is this real life? Absolutely it is real life because your brain does not know the difference. Because your brain is firing. So if you would not do it, you should not watch it. Or it will be connected exactly to the same sin that is being depicted. Wow. It's science. It is how your brain works. It changes real world behavior. Now this is talking about how mirror, mirror, mirror neurons are able to build things through mimicry, vicarious experience, empathy, so it can be used for good if you put the right things in front of your face, if you have the right things coming in. It backs up what we preach, that your entertainment matters because you will begin to mimic it. You, it will become your value system and your worldview. There, I, I, I was doing some research, and there was an article that, was, that referenced about 20 scientific journals that look at the effects of pornography on people's minds. And here's a shocking statistic. 88% of pornography that is produced is violent. And is mostly violent toward the woman. It is abusive, it is illegal, and it is violent. But it's, so it's fake. But because of our mirror neurons, people latch on to that. And study after study, there has not been one study that, did, that has found the opposite. That the more people look at pornography, the more they are likely to commit a violent act and become someone that commits sexual assault. Because it does not stay in virtual reality, but it comes out viciously in real life. It attacks very, very violently. It affects real life. And there is a growing contingency of our, of our culture that just says, well, if it happens on a screen, it's okay. And we can't say anything against it. And it's just whatever. People do, but they have to face the reality that it is affecting real world people in their actual life because it changes behavior every time because your brain does not know the difference between performing the action and witnessing the action. It, doesn't, it can't distinguish the difference because Jesus was right. Jesus was right. The Apostle Paul said it this way in the book of Romans. That those, they which do such things, commit such acts. Who knowing the judgment of God. That they which commit such things are worthy of death. Right? Commit a violent act. Worthy of punishment. We'll just say punishment. We don't, we don't have the death penalty for that. Although in some cases the violence gets so bad. We do in our country have the death penalty. Worthy of death. Worthy of the, And I think they're worthy of it. Worthy of the death penalty. But here's what the Bible... I mean, most people, most cultures would believe that. If you commit an a, a incredibly evil, wicked act where you abuse and kill and, and, and assault someone, you're worthy of death. That's not that controversial. But what gets controversial is that Paul, who didn't know anything about mirror neurons, but through the power of the Holy Ghost, he knew the truth. That, but have not only do the same... But there's a connection to those that have pleasure in them that do them. 
He's saying on, on, on God's scale, who God is the creator, that everything is the same because the, the action cannot be distinguished between those who partake of it in an entertainment sense. Isn't that what that says? That have pleasure in them that do them, that partake of it in an entertainment sense. God looks on it as no difference. So when we are fighting that battle, young people, about what we put in front of our eyes, that is not a battle to enter into lightly. It is not something to say, well, oh, I'll kick it next week or I'll kick it tomorrow. No, you've got to stop today. Because what you are playing with and what you are messing with, God sees no difference. And it's not just because the judgment of God is going to come down like a lightning bolt. It's that your own heart is becoming twisted into somebody that you do not recognize. Because there's another phenomenon in the brain. Neuropathways. Making the next slide is a little image of neuropathways. Your brain is connected. And a very interesting story about something called neuroplasticity, about the changing of the brain, is that People used to think that your brain was fixed. Once you, once you reached like 20 years old and your, your brain was fully developed and you stayed that way until you died. But there was, there was a, a, a scientist and she was a Christian. And she believed the Bible and she took it seriously. And so when she read the verse that there could be a renewing of your mind, she said, then this science that everybody believed had to be false because I believe the Bible's true. I believe that your mind can change. I believe that there can literally be a transformation of your mind. And so she began to do research and she was on the cutting edge and she began to make discoveries about neuropathways and how they can be formed and reformed in your brain. And then other scientists started picking up and now it is a scientific fact that your brain is changing all the time. And it changes in response to what you put in front of your face. And what comes into your ears. Your brain is changing all the time. Once again, the Bible is proven true. So this, these neural pathways and what the scientific journal after scientific journal have found. That these things that you watch. And pornography specifically. Repath your brain. The article that I read said it this way. That it is like carving a path through a forest. I have a picture of that just to get a. It's like carving a path through a forest. The more you use it, the more worn it gets and the more permanent it becomes. So the, this, the, you're, you're watching this thing, you're partaking of this explicit content. Something that your heart is crying out against. Something that you would maybe never do in real life. And it is carving this pathway and literally changing how your brain works. Because the Bible says that it's not just those that do it. It's those that have pleasure, that take entertainment in the same thing. It's on the same level. Why? Because your brain's being shaped just like the person who's actually involved. It is shaping a brain. It is shaping, it is cutting a pathway through your brain that becomes wider and wider and wider. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. 
Because the brain works on something called dopamine and real life experiences have the uh, kind of the cap of the do dopamine level. But things like pornography, they affect your brain literally. This is what scientists believe. This is not what I believe. Literally like drugs, like cocaine. It is an artificial stimulant of the dopamine levels in your brain and it does not know when to stop. And so it hits with another dose of dopamine and as soon as it falls you can click on a new video and it hits again and you click on a new video and it hits again and it brings across this thing that you learn about in math class called exponential growth have you ever heard about exponential growth? And so you just one click away from just more and more, and it's unnatural according to how your brain works, and there is no way to satisfy. There is no way to stop, and so the growth keeps going, and it's not just linear growth where it grows one step at a time. It begins to grow by two steps, and then by four steps, and then by eight steps, and then by 16 steps, and on and on and on it goes until it literally becomes an addiction you know, other statistics that I found, people who get to that addiction stage, 60% more likely to get a divorce, 30% more likely to lose their jobs. My dad just had a coworker. The guy probably made eighty dollars to $90,000 a year. He was an engineer. He worked for a pharmaceutical company, and he could not stop watching pornography so much so that he would watch it at work while people were walking by his cubicle, and he was reported on time and time again. So finally, you know what, this young uh, engineer, college-educated, nice-dressed guy, had to be fired from his job, had great benefits, making $90,000 a year because he could not stop, because it was exponential growth, because it started somewhere and a pathway began to be formulated in his brain and it took him to a place he never would have imagined, a humility and shame. Because the Bible knows what it's talking about. And when you choose to reject the the truth that is in the word of God, your life will spiral out of control. So we cannot pretend like this issue does not affect the church, does not affect us, because there are so there is so much, there is just one website that in 2017 produced enough content to watch for 68 continuous years in one year on one company whose their executives are mega rich because of this partnering with evil and a carelessness about what it does to the minds and hearts of people and pushing people and challenging people to go to places that they were never meant to go. So what, what should we do? What should we do? Well, the beautiful thing about neuroplasticity is that your brain, like the Bible says, can literally be renewed. And you know how it's renewed? It's renewed when you stop using the old paths. Because just like a forest, a path that is unused, the forest will reclaim. Trees will begin to grow. Grass will begin to get taller and taller as long as it's not trampled on again. As long as you don't bring the bulldozers back in and clear it out again and keep driving on it and keep driving on it. You know what? The forest will reclaim it. But it'll take a little while, especially the longer and the broader it is. So the longer and longer the addiction is, the longer and longer it's going to be. But eventually that thing will begin to close again because there's power in stopping. There's power. There is no addiction that can overcome 
the power of God working in you to stop. It doesn't mean the desire will go away. It just means you stop today. Today. Now, the Bible also talks about that if your arm or your eye offends you and it will not allow you to enter into the kingdom of God, what should you do? You should cut it off. You should pluck it out. It's, it's talking about how desperate it is for your soul, that your soul matters way more than your comfort. So if this is offensive to you, guess what? You should not own one of these. Is hell worth it? Because we're talking about putting on the same level as sin. That means on judgment day, it's, this is not an issue of, well, one day i got to get it under control. It's you've got to stop today. Because the pathways will never grow up in your mind until the power of repentance has happened. That's why repentance is not just like, oh, I'm sorry, continue on. Because God, who created the brain, knows that there's power in stopping. There's power in just saying, I am not going any further. No more. So if if you think the Bible is radical in saying that you should cut off your arm or pluck out your eye, I think it's pretty safe to say that you could get rid of an iPhone. If it's a problem. And you know what the Bible also says? I'm going to rest the young ladies for a minute. The Bible says to keep no company with fornicators. And if the Bible relates the, the looking with the action. Then young men that are addicted. And young men that you know have struggle with this. You need to distance yourselves from those young men. They do not need to be your closest friends. I'm not saying you be mean to them, but they do not need to be the person that you text late at night. They do not need to be the person that you're buddy-buddy with, and they're certainly not the person you need to date. But you keep no company with fornicators, and the Bible does not distinguish between porn addicts and fornicators. There is no distinction. So you do not, friends at school, you can be friendly to them, but they are not your best friends, male or female. If they have that kind of problem in their life, you have to say, I'm going to be separate. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be bitter. But you know what? I'm just, you're just not coming over to my house on a, in, to spend the night. And I'm, just, I'm going to decline invitations from you politely because you cannot keep company with fornicators, the Bible, and, and, and you know what? It, it, the, the science backs it up that you are more likely, if you are in that world, you are more likely to commit a violent act. What? The Bible actually protects people to not keep company with people whose neural pathways are forming wider and wider paths toward violence and, and horrible things. And you, you, put, you put your life in, and you keep company with those people and then shocked when bad things happen. Or you could have just believed the Bible. And surround yourself with godly people that have the right aspirations and the right worldview. And they're walking the same way you're going. You've got to be careful who you're friends with. You've got to be careful. 60% of marriages that end in divorce, the reason listed is because of pornography. Because if marriage doesn't fix it, doesn't fix the issue because it's, it's an issue of the heart. And those pathways do not die out unless you repent. Unless you repent. 
We cannot be silent on this issue. And, and I know this probably doesn't affect everybody, and I sure hope it doesn't affect everybody. And it probably, reality affects only a minority of us sitting in this room, but you never know because of access, how much access we have. And, I'm not, and, and, and the heartbeat of God, and I hope it's my heartbeat today too, is not to come down hard on people. Because none of this judgment and this stuff comes from God. God is not judging anybody in this life. Judgment will come at the end of your life. But right now, God really withholds judgment. You know, all the judgment that comes, it comes from your, from your own brain. It comes from your own life. It comes from just the statistics of how it affects you and the decisions that you will make. God's not judging you when you lose your job because you're addicted. It's the science of addiction, and God knows. So he says, let me put up a boundary for you and tell you that looking and thinking is the same as doing. Because I created you, and I know how that works. I know how that works, so let me give you a boundary. Let me give you some understanding. And this can be broadly applied to every form of content. The books that you read, the music that you listen to, there is no distinction in your brain from seeing and doing. That's why, but these are, these are things that are good about our brain. That's why when we come together, there's power in being in one mind and one accord because as you see other people worship. That's why you've got to be faithful to church. That's why you need to put yourself in good environments because the more that you see people live for God, the more you say, I can do that too. That's why it's not some sideshow issue when we teach on what you're putting on that phone screen and who you're hanging out with. These are real world problems that will affect your life. So stop. And don't tell me, oh, I can't. I, you can. You can stop. Because you have the power of God on your side and the power of repentance. And God gave you the roadmap that says, pluck it out. Take it off. I mean, it's, you know what? It, 4% of pornography is watched on a desktop computer. The rest, iPhone and iPad. And these are small things. And you don't have to have one. So you're going to take 96% of the temptation Right now, if you just dropped this and walked away from it. 96% chance to be free, to be delivered, to have your repentance work. And it's in the Bible. But people think, oh, that's too much. Is it too much to be free? You decide. You decide. Stop. Stop. There's power in stopping. Stop and let your brain, the way God designed it, and perfect. You're not some monkey brain. You're a human that God designed with intention and with power. So stop and let God's miracle begin to work as those neural pathways begin to close up. And the desires, yeah, they'll be strong for a while, but as those pathways don't, are not walked on and the forest begins to reclaim and, the, and you know what, new pathways are formed with prayer. New pathways are formed in doing word before world. New pathways are formed by going to NAYC. New pathways are formed by being faithful to Wednesday night youth service and Sunday morning, Sunday school, being faithful and, and taking notes and reading your Bible and coming to small group and just being everywhere you can be, surrounding yourself with godly friends. New pathways are beginning to form and 
and the renewing of your mind is being taken place. And then science, what science really can't account for is the power that happens when you're touched by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And the pathway that that forms. Because let me tell you, there is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. So think, if, if sin is that powerful in reshaping your mind, what is shaking under the power of the Holy Ghost doing to your brain? When God takes control, what's happening there? What kind of pathways are being formed? There's victory and there's anointing in the power of the Holy Ghost. So stop. We've got to be a youth group that's clean. Not compromised. Not secret things going around. Not, not memes being shared. Laughs being shared. Jokes being shared. Look at this. Shock this. No. If, that, if somebody does that to you, say, that's not funny, bro. That's not funny, bro. Don't laugh at that because when you laugh at it, you encourage it. You put your stamp of approval on it. Say, that's not funny. And say, you know what? That's not what's going to happen here. That's not what's going to happen in this youth group. Because we're serving God. Because what, what I look at and what I partake of is the actions that I will do tomorrow. That's what we've got to be. That's what we've got to do. We've got to take the Bible seriously because it is true. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. On and close, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. That's why the Bible says, finally, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, think on these things. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise... That's what you should think on. Because that's where the pathways begin to form in your brain. Good pathways. That lead to good actions. That lead to the power of the Christian life. Christians are not addicted to pornography. People who say that they're Christians are addicted to pornography. But Christians are not addicted to pornography. True Christians have the victory. Because whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. None of those words describe pornography. It's fake. It's a lie. It is unjust in that 88% of it is violent. It is certainly not pure. It is certainly not lovely as it gets deeper and deeper into darker play. I'm not going to describe it. It's too gross. Good report, virtue, and praise of God. That's not how God created you. I want you to bow your head, and I'm going to pray for you. God, I thank you for this group here, Lord, and I know that this lesson might only touch a few lives. I hope it doesn't touch everybody. But, Lord, we live in a very sinful world, and, God, temptation is all around us. But you have given us the power, Lord, to overcome. And I pray, Lord, if there's somebody here that's struggling with inappropriate content, that they would find an altar and lay it down and that you would begin to speak to them and that they would find a place to repent and stop so that the healing can begin to take place in their heart and their mind. 
God, I pray that you would help us to be a youth group that is committed to honest things, to pure things, to not thinking about things that are lies of the enemy and that destroy and that pull away and that tear apart our unity, our holiness, and our power in the Spirit. I pray that you would touch each and every life, each and every heart, go with us, bring us back tonight to have a good time, to worship you, to get one more touch of your spirit. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been an episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in.